Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and back with me on the show today for part one of our bowl picks is my co-host Charlie. Charlie, it's been a minute since we've actually got to sit down and talk. We've got to text it back and forth since our last show last week. I think we did the mailbag show. Is that right? Last week? I think so, I think yeah. so, right? But it's been a minute since, since we've actually gotten a chance to talk. Haven't really talked much since the, the Bama game. Got to ask you, what kind of headspace are you in right now? Are you still in like depression mode after Bama or are you like full steam ahead, eyes on Michigan, let's go? I wasn't really depressed. I was embarrassed. You were embarrassed that you spent that much money, exactly. is what you said, if I remember correctly, right? Am I shocked that we lost? No. Well, I mean, at this point, you could never be shocked if we lose to Alabama. Like, the so, people who were like, okay, right. it's Alabama, guys. Come on. So now let's just focus on Michigan and get past that game. Yeah, that's where I am right now. But don't you kind of get the feel? I mean, you live here in Athens, right? Like, the feel around town, and, and this just the people I interact with. Maybe I'm making something out of nothing here. Don't you kind of get the feel like there's this like sense of negativity in the Georgia fan base following that loss to Alabama? Like, we're in the college football playoff, Charlie. We're one of four teams with a chance to win a national title still, yet you kind of get this kind of undercurrent of negativity in the fan base. Are you feeling that, or is that just me making things up? It's not showing up in my Twitter feed. Well, I don't know what's in your Twitter feed, Charlie. The algorithm. I only see things I want to see. But the people you interact with, you don't... Not really. I just ignore it if I see it. I mean, that's that's a really good attitude to take. You don't have to focus on it. Maybe it's just me. I, I love to hear what you guys think out there. I just, the people I interact with, the stuff I see on social media, the, the feedback we get on this podcast, because Charlie, I know as the superstar of the podcast, you don't have to, to do the dirty work. I have to do the social media, all that fun stuff. So I get a lot of the interactions, almost all the interactions, which I very much appreciate and really value. I enjoy that. Love hearing from you guys out there. But I'm getting a lot of negativity in the fan base right now. So I'm just saying, like, for me, I'm trying to put that behind me, that lost Alabama. It happened. Yes, it came. It went. But we still have a lot ahead of us here. And hopefully, who knows, we'll get another shot at Alabama. I would like the fan base kind of pull together here. Because, like, I know what we do oftentimes doesn't really matter. Usually it does not matter. Like, you know, if we overlook a team, that's not – it has no bearing what the team is doing. But I do think, Charlie, like, the general – feeling in the fan base, don't you feel like that can kind of seep into the team to some degree? To if some the, degree? If the coaches allow it. But, I mean, the, the kids are on social media. Yeah. They see all that. So the coaches can't completely block them you from gotta, the rest of the world. you got to let the leaders lead 
And you're right, Joe. I think that's true. We do have a good group of leaders, so that gives me some solace there. But I don't like the negativity. I understand the frustration. I really do. I've been there myself. But it's time to move on, and I hope that we can all start to look forward more so to the Orange Bowl instead of looking back at what happened in the SEC title game. But, Charlie, we got a lot of picks to get to today. Now, as for where we stand with our running picks totals, Charlie, um, championship week wasn't good to us? Is that fair to say? Uh, did not work out well for me. No, it wasn't really good for either one of us. Not only did we go down to ignominious defeat in Atlanta, as we have previously stated here, but after a strong rivalry week a couple weeks back, we went 5-7 and seven combined, Charlie. Talk about embarrassing. That's not combined? good. Combined? That's bad. Yeah. We picked six games in championship week. We went five and seven combined. So did I get like one game right? No, Charlie. You did one better than that. You got, you two, got two right. You there got you two. Go. I mean, it's only six. You know, you were close to 500. You were close. Uh, we both missed on the Pac-12 title game badly. We both went with a rematch principal play and went with the team that lost the first time in Oregon. And yeah, uh, we missed badly on that one. Charlie, is that principal play dead? The rematch principal play? Is that dead for you? Did Oregon put that to rest? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's dead forever. It's dead for now. It's dead for right now. That was a bad, bad miss there. We both missed on that. We also both missed on Houston to cover the 10.5 over Cincinnati. And obviously, we both missed Georgia to cover the 7 against Alabama. We did both hit on Michigan to cover over Iowa and Pitt to beat Wake Forest and cover there. So there's that. Uh, But those, Charlie, unfortunately, were the only two that you hit on. I did manage, however, to get one more game. I managed to hit on Baylor to cover the 5.5 over Oklahoma State. But I did not call for the outright upset special on that one. I fell short of doing that. So, Charlie, you did go 2-6. and I went 3-3. and We both missed on our upset special. We both had Oregon to win outright over Utah in the, the rematch principal play. But that did not work out for us. It got dominated by Utah for the second time in three weeks. Another example of talk about embarrassing, that was embarrassing for Oregon. So on the year, that brings Charlie to 62-54 and 54 against the spread, and I am at 67-49. and 49. So Charlie, we're going to the bowl weeks here, we're going to the bowl season, you're five games back. Can you make that up? Five games. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, stronger words never been spoken. Yep. I love the confidence. Yeah. I gotta love well, it, Charlie. you know, I'm gotta optimistic, but you know. Also realistic. <laughs> well, you got a shot here. You got a shot. There's a lot, there's a lot of games where there's like 30-something bowl games to pick from. So we aren't done yet. I know bowl season has become very hard to predict these days. I mean, interest has waned with opt-outs and the accelerated coaching carousel, early NFL declarations. But it's still college football, guys. We still love this. We only get so much of it. It's still fun. Originally, the plan was to pick every single bowl game, or at least have the ability to pick every single bowl game. But Charlie, there was a, uh, can we say a miscommunication, something lost in translation between you and me regarding yeah, these picks? Yeah, you told me to go through and pick the games that I liked. Yes. And we were going to talk about games that we liked. Yes. I went through and picked out the games that I liked because I don't like the group of five games because I don't, I don't pay attention well, to Well, let's it. back up. So what I told you was... All right, Charlie, we're going to try something a little bit different, right? See if this works well for next year. Kind of like a pilot. See if we want to do it, do our picks episodes this way next year. And instead of having a slate of eight games that we might not be that confident on, just go through the bowl schedule and say, I like this game. I like this game. And we might have totally different games we're picking, right? That was the general idea. That's what I did when I was looking at the schedule. So, but then I, so we work on a shared document. 21st century. We're all the way there. 21st century Google Doc. Except for my paper. Yeah, Jesus Christ, yes. Charlie still writes down all the picks on paper. They know this. Yeah, okay. Have we gone over that? Yeah, many times. Many times? Okay, well, it's it's a long season. Many times. Okay, well, that's how it works. 
Uh, so I, I, I went in there this morning to kind of just check and make sure everything was up to date and we're good to go. And because Charlie's like, well, I, I put some of my games in there. Like, just, you know, I want to make sure you see them. And I looked at it. I was like, this looks like a slate of games. Because Charlie, like, does a wonderful job. She has these wonderful, awesome intro write-ups for each game that we have to pick from during a normal game week. Kind of leading into it, kind of setting those games up. And it looked, Charlie, it looked exactly like that. It looked like you had written a intro write-up for each of these picks. I wrote down my talking points and what I wanted to say about each game that I like. Okay, but it, do you see what I'm saying? It kind of just looked like you had that you had misunderstood what I was saying and just said, okay, these are the seven games that we're going to pick today. These are the games on the slate. No, those were the seven games that I wanted to talk about, and you okay. can pick what games you want to talk about. Well, see, yeah, that's that was the idea, but it, just the way it looked in the document, you it looked ex- yourself. I guess I did. I'm the dumb. You are the star of the podcast, so you can't be wrong. I'm the one that's wrong here, but it just looked exactly like our normal outline in these episodes, right? I mean, am I crazy there? At least you got you have to admit that. It looked exactly like what I we normally I did what have. you asked me to do. It's not my fault you don't like okay. the out- you did layout. What, you did what you thought I asked you to do, not what I thought I asked you to do, which is okay. It's a mis- I didn't do a good, a good enough job explaining it, misunderstanding, something lost in translation. It happens. So we, were, we had a totally new idea that we were going to try out today. But we're not exactly going to do that because there was something lost in translation there. But we will try that new idea for part two of our bowl picks, okay? So this this week's picks, we're going all the way through, through what? December 29th, Charlie? The game starting yes. this weekend, Friday the 17th, going all the way through December 29th. And then part two will be December 30th, all the way through the rest of the bowl season. That's kind of like this one we're heading to Miami, so we figured that would be a nice little cutoff there. So we kind of do have our normal old school just like slate of games. But I will say that the games that you picked, Charlie, it seems like you don't really like the group of five very much. I just don't pay attention to it enough to be Yeah, because it was pick. very power five I SEC heavy. I knowledgeably about it. But no, I think that's okay because I think our listeners, I mean, I don't want to put words in one's mouth. I think most of our listeners care more about the SEC and power five games. So I think it works out pretty well. So today, yes, it's kind of like an, a traditional... Slate of games we're picking from, and then part two, we'll kind of go like open season and just pick whatever games. We'll, we'll certainly get that cleaned up on our end. I'll make sure I explain that better and do a better job of being a host of a podcast as I clearly dropped the ball there. But Charlie, uh, I will say we have one minor change for today's game. One change we do have, we're going to have the option to pick against the spread or the point total. Charlie, we've never done that before. We've always just picked against the spread or straight up. We're going to add the point total over under there as an option for this week's picks. Sound good? We good there? Sure. All right. Well, where are we starting, Charlie? All right. We're going to start with Army versus Missouri in the Armed Forces Bowl, which is the... F- I'm, I'm doing this in chronological order. So Okay. This sorry. Is so this is like the first December one December 22nd, liked. Okay. which is next Wednesday. Yes. So we all know Army lost to a bad Navy team last week, and they will want to make sure they end the season on a good note and have the momentum going into the offseason. However... Mizzou is in a similar situation since they lost to Arkansas last month, which seems like forever ago. The Tigers have been stewing over that loss, but unfortunately I just don't think Missouri has what it takes to beat Army. They have a lot of issues going on. Missouri, yeah. I mean, they're just, they haven't been... They just haven't been able to put it all together. They backdoored their way into a, a bowl. bowl game. Like yeah. they're, they're lucky Florida imploded. Yeah, so I'm taking Army to cover the three and a half. All right, Charlie. Um, I like the pick. You're telling me that's not like the traditional intro you do for every single pick, for every single game that we're picking. 
I talked about the games that I right, liked. Right, but that, but that looks exactly like... But that doesn't mean you have to pick it. I, that's just... You were supposed to go through and pick the I games thought, that okay. you liked. But do you see where my mis- where like the miscommunication, the misunderstanding could potentially have come from there? That is your problem, Okay, not it's mine. my problem. It's all me. You're right. Start the podcast. You're right. I am wrong here. Uh, I like the pick, though, Charlie. I like Army there. I was stunned that Army lost to Navy. I shouldn't have been because it's a rivalry game and they both on triple option. I, I get that. Take the under. Always had the under in the Service Academy games. But Army was just so much better than Navy all year and... They just got beat. Like there wasn't, it wasn't a fluke. There wasn't like crazy turnovers. They just got beat by Navy. Kind of took me aback there. I fully expected Army to win that game and honestly win that one fairly comfortably, but it did not happen. Missouri is, God, Missouri is, I think Missouri is in trouble in this one, Charlie. This is a bad matchup for them. We've talked all year about how bad Missouri is against the run, right? Yeah. All year long. Most of the year, like literally almost the entire year, they were dead last in the country in rushing defense. Well, you know what, Charlie? They really uh, they really tightened their buckles a little bit, and they went to work, and they got better against the run late in the year, and they moved all the way up to 124th nationally in rush defense. Oh. All the way up to 124 out of 130. Still getting up 230 yards a game, but hey, it's not dead last. Here's the thing. Army's still second nationally in rushing offense. Now, I know what Army runs is, is obviously very different than the kind of rushing attacks Missouri has seen all year, but the fact remains Missouri – is terrible up front. Their linebackers are god-awful, and they simply do not defend the run very well. They're very undisciplined against the run, and that is a recipe for disaster against a triple-option offense. Army's defense is not great. I watched the entire game when they played Wake Forest a couple, I guess, you know, a month or so ago. Now, I had money on that game, um, and the Army defense was just basically not there. It was like Wake Forest was running routes against air. I mean, it was just a Bismal, just a terrible defensive performance. And they don't have the athletes. We know that. But And, and here's a really weird stat. Because if you look at Army's defensive numbers, you're like, well, they're pretty good, Tyler. Because they're number 15 nationally in total defense. But if you take a look closer, they're actually 81st nationally in yards per play allowed. What that tells me is that teams just don't get a lot of snaps against them because they play a ball control, triple option style offense. So they don't give up a lot of yards because teams just don't run that many plays against them because they're just not opportunities to run plays. But they're not very efficient. Uh, but the thing is, like, even though Army's not good defensively, I just don't like really anything about this Missouri offense outside of Tyler Beatty. Tyler Beatty is really, really good. I don't know. I don't think there's been an official announcement whether he's going to play in this game or not. I haven't been able to find anything there. Even if he does play, he's like all they've got right now. They have no receivers worth talking about. I really, really like the matchup for Army against this Missouri rush defense. So I'm with you, Charlie, here. Armed Forces Bowl. Let's kick things off. Give me Army minus three and a half over Missouri. Okay. Well, these next two teams didn't have a great season, but one ended the season as a dumpster fire that no one could take their eyes off of. And of course, that would be... The Florida Gators. The Florida Gators. Florida will be taking on Central Florida and the Gasparilla Bowl. Let's just pause for a second and let's just soak this in. Florida is playing in something called the Gasparilla Gasparilla Bowl. Bowl. I mean, dear God. Dear God. This is on December 23rd. It's a night game at 7. Gus Malzahn led the Knights to an 8-4 season in his first season as the head coach at Central Florida after getting the boot from Auburn last year. Uh, You have to believe UCF fans are disappointed with the results of this season, especially since they won that super credible national championship a few years ago. So credible. Then there are the Gators that fired Mullen after the loss to Missouri and barely even made it to this bowl game after winning... Uh, they beat Florida, they beat Florida State, State 24-21. Yeah, I think that's right, Barely. Charlie. Look at that memory. That's not even typed up. Look at that memory. Yeah, I know. I thought you had memory problems. We need to put this in the books for later. Prove it. 
All right, that was during rivalry week. Florida's favored by six and a half in this one, and they may win, but with everything that's happened around the program in the last month, players entering the transfer portal, commits reopening their recruitment, decommitting, whatever. Uh, I'm going to take Gus Malzahn and the Knights to cover the six and a half. I also like that pick, Charlie. Uh, this is one of those like bowl game specials where you have one team that's clearly the more talented team, right? The power program, the Florida Gators, they're clearly more talented. But it's also one of those weird games where talent is a com- kind of almost irrelevant. And I know that sounds crazy because I, t- I tell you guys all the time how I think the players you have are the most important piece to winning at a high level. But all those players aren't playing in this game. No Zach Carter, the best defensive player for Florida. No Jacob Copeland, their leading receiver. No Anthony Richardson in this game. Mamo Diabite, their best inside linebacker, not playing in this game. And then on top of that, Central Florida has a massive, massive motivation edge in this game. Florida is in that situation where they got nothing to gain but everything to lose. Like everybody expects you to win this game. So if you win it, like everyone's like, oh yeah, whatever. You're supposed to beat Central Florida, but if they lose, everyone just points and laughs at you. And on the flip side, Central Florida has been clamoring for a game against one of the big boys in Florida, and they finally get it here in the postseason. You know they are going to be chomping at the bit. They are ready for this game. Central Florida is not very good. Dylan Gabriel is not playing for them. He's, he's in the transfer portal. They're not that good, but Florida is just a mess right now, and they're a mess without some of their best players. They were a mess even with those players at the tail end of the season. So... Now, Charlie, not only do I have Central Florida to cover the six and a half, give me Central Florida outright upset special, first upset special of the bowl season. Give me the Knights over the Gators. Maybe wishful thinking, but I, I just, Florida's in a bad spot right now. There's no way you can have faith in Florida going into this game. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay. Next up, we have an American Conference versus SEC matchup as Auburn is set to face Houston in the Birmingham Bowl. This is all the way on December 28th. Sorry. Trouble reading there for a minute, Charlie? Yeah, there were a lot of numbers smushed together there. Houston fell short against Cincinnati in the American Conference Championship game, but they still had a really nice year and finished the season ranked inside the top 20. Auburn, on the other hand, not so much. Especially, we're recording this on Monday, December 13th. 13th. So, we know Bo Nix, while we know he was hurt, he also just entered the transfer portal last Boom. night. Tanks Big B. Tank, Tanks, Tanks Big B. B. 
So it's okay. He, Start the podcast, guys. He has hit the transfer portal, or at least yes. there are rumors yes. that he is. Oh no, he's in the transfer. portal. I haven't checked. Late. I haven't. Watch checked, out, checked Tank today. Bigsby. If I, if if we were on, if we were sending text, Charlie, I'm right. seeing you on the big eye emojis right now. So, Watch out! Watch out for Auburn, Tank. Auburn, another dumpster fire. They yes. went six and six in Brian Harson's first year. They've already fired their offensive coordinator. I just said Bo Nix is in the portal, so is Tank. Bigsby. Tank Bigsby. Yeah. Not hard. You got I know this. there's you still this. a lot of negativity in the UGA fan base after the loss to Alabama, and the win was taken out of our sails a little, but at least we aren't Auburn. We're not Auburn, guys. There's that. There's so, always that. The Let's see. Auburn by three. I think I'm calling for an upset special. Houston. Yeah. I love it, Charlie. I don't understand the line. I, I guess it's because Auburn is the SEC Power 5 program, but... I don't, I don't get it, man. And maybe this one, like, usually short lines like this where I think Vegas gets it wrong, it's kind of like, Well, we also Tyler, have to think bowl wrong. games are mostly about, or usually about, who wants to be there more. Yes, who's got whose players are actually playing, Auburn motivation. Auburn has now lost a leader and their starting quarterback, even though he was hurt. And their starting running still, back. still, you know, Their best player in offense. Gone. Offensive coordinator's been kicked to the curb. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some players aren't going to like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not good. And there's and there's negativity swirling around their fan base of Brian Harson. They're not happy with Brian Harson. There's all that talk about him potentially going to Washington, but he can't go to Washington because he can't legally work there because apparently he won't get the vaccine. All all sorts of chaos going on on the plains right now. And uh, this is but here's the thing, Charlie. I I, I love this pick because this is not one of those games where the Group of Five team is going to sneak up on the unmotivated Power Five team. If you look at these two teams, if you actually watch them play, Houston is just flat out the better team. Like, that's just the reality this season. Houston is better than Auburn. Houston is better than Auburn. I know that sounds crazy because it's an SEC team and an American Conference team, but Houston's better than Auburn. I mean, if you look at their – I know they play a different schedule. Auburn plays in the SEC. There is that context, of course. But if you look at their total yards differential, Houston was plus 1,500 yards in the year. Auburn plus 400. And on top of that, Charlie, you mentioned already, no Bo Nix, no Tank Bigsby, no Sean Shivers, who's a really good – Piece out of the backfield, especially in the receiving game for Auburn for years now. No Mike Bobo. Roger McCreary, their best defensive player, hasn't really made an announcement yet, but there's still some thought that he might declare. He's their top pro prospect defensively, so he might not be playing. He's their, he's a cornerback. I just I don't see Auburn winning this whole game, Charlie. I think Houston has the motivation edge. Their players are going to play in this game, and they've just been better all year, even if they don't have the, the, the bowl game motivation edge. So give me Houston, like you said, Charlie, not only to cover, Houston outright Give me my second upset special of the bowl season. All right. Now let's talk about the Liberty Bowl, which has Mike Leach and Mississippi State taking on his former employer, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Have to love the subplot here. Oh, this is fantastic. This is what makes bowl games great. You know, like, there had to be, like, was the Liberty Bowl had to be clamoring for this. Like, when they had the options, like, please, come on. Texas Tech's a possibility. Mississippi State's a possibility. Let's make this happen. Yep. And this is beautiful. This is beautiful. So, Matt Wells is out at Texas Tech, and Sonny Cumbie? Sonny Cumbie, Cumbie former Texas Tech quarterback. Will Sonny take Cumbie. the interim role in this game, which is a major disadvantage for any team playing in a bowl game. But then you add the fact that Mike Leach is still in a legal battle still. with Texas Tech. When he was fired back in 2009... And he said there was a breach of contract. And then in 2015, he was quoted as saying he is ready to fight Texas Tech, quote, until he dies. Charlie, end quote. you went on a deep dive with this I did. one. I, will, I like it. I like it. Start the podcast. Leach. So there's clearly a lot of intrigue here. Uh, I think Leach will have his players motivated to get this win behind one of the nation's leading passers in Will Robinson. 
The Bulldogs win this Rogers. one. Rogers, Robinson, Rogers. I typed it up wrong. Rogers. Yep. Tired on a Monday. It's all good. The Bulldogs will win this one and cover the nine and a half. Yeah, this is an interesting game because I I did my research here and look, players can decide to opt out whenever they want to opt out. They can announce it a week before the bowl game. It can be like DeAndre Baker and say, I'm not opting out, but then you opt out shortly before the bowl game. That can happen. But based on my research, there's no opt-outs for really either team of any sort of significance to talk about. So that's kind of nice, Charlie, because most of these bowl games, like you get excited about it and you're like, oh, this guy's not playing. That guy's not playing. This guy's not playing. I was just thinking, I wonder if there's going to be any like last minute opt-outs. There might be, but that's, when you pick bowl games, Charlie, it's just the risk you take. But right now, as of right now, there are no players of significance that are opting out for either team, which in a matchup that looks really fun on paper makes it even more interesting. I think, that, Charlie, this is one of the better bowl games, one of the games I'm more excited to watch, honestly, of the outside of like the, the New Year's Six games. Yes. Like this is, this, is, this is a really fun bowl game. This is what college football is about. This is what, this is what makes the bowl season great, even though it's not so great all the time anymore. Um, so there's no opt-outs here. If you look at the total yards differential, you guys know I'm big on that. It's a uh, it's very one side here. Mississippi State they lost multiple games this year. They had no business losing. They had a, a game that was flat out stolen from them on two flat out horrific calls by officials against Memphis. Um, but they are plus 1,400 yards on the year in the total yards differential. Texas Tech is even. They're like dead even right there, about giving them as many yards as they've gained. And if you look at how they match up here. Texas Tech is 118th nationally in passing defense, 101st nationally in yards per attempt. So they get up a lot of yards, but they're also really in a fish against the pass as well. And then on the flip side, Mississippi State has the number three passing offense in the country. Will Rogers is the number three passer in the country. This is not a good matchup for Texas Tech. Mississippi State's been better all year. The, the matchups favor them in this game. So give me Mississippi State to win for sure. But like to nine and a half is a lot of points, Charlie, in a bowl game. Mm, Texas Tech, they got McGuire's. They've already named their new head coach. He's fired up. I'm going to take Texas Tech to... No, give me Mississippi State. Give me Mississippi State. All right, yeah, give me Mississippi State. I like the matchup. But I could foresee where Texas Tech potentially cover this. Joe McGuire's their new head coach. He's got them kind of motivated, but give me the Bizarros. All right, got it. Wrote it down. Well, for the Holiday Bowl on December 28th, I'm going to be taking the under. NC State will be playing UCLA. What is the under, Charlie? A 60. There we go. Under uh, 60. I was getting to that. Okay, okay. Sorry, Jeez. sorry, sorry. NC State will be playing UCLA. And while UCLA has been able to score this season, NC State has a pretty good defense. And UCLA hasn't really played any defenses like the Wolfpack all season because they play They're in the Pac-12. Pac-12. Fair, fair. <laughs> I mean, we know UCLA played LSU, but that's not a traditional... And, that was, and that's when LSU, LSU, LSU was never good this year, but they were much better down the stretch. LSU was a mess early in the year. Yeah. So the point total is 60, or it is when we're recording this, so I'm taking the under. Hmm. Neither team is especially good offensively, so I don't hate the under there, Charlie. Uh, UCLA is driven by a, a, a strong rushing offense. NC State's been good against the run. They're getting healthier now. They're banged up defensively for a while, and they still kind of hung inside the top 25 nationally until defense, even despite all the injuries, and they're now getting those guys back. Like, if you look at the, the line here, one and a half, I think Vegas got this one right. It's really a toss-up, so I, I'm kind of with you, Charlie. I don't love the spread here. I don't want to have the same pick as you. I really don't. That's why I almost took Texas Tech in the last one. But I also, like, to be honest, I really like the under here. I mentioned NC State, top 25 defense. The UCLA offense is kind of one-dimensional at times. It can be hit or miss. 
and the UCLA defense is now they, the the UCLA defense that Bruin defense is outside the top seventy, but I don't have much faith in the NC State offense. They're very very up and down. Like their production does not match the talent level they have on that team. They have two really good running backs. Emeka Akezi is a really good receiver. Leary's O'Leary's oh, a real or Leary's a really good quarterback. They have some players, but they just don't produce at a high level. So you take all that into, into consideration here. It's just not a recipe for a lot of points. Sixty points is a lot. I don't see that. So Charlie, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off you here. I'm gonna take the under sixty in this Wolfpack Bruin matchup. All right. Now, if you read the outline that you say looks the same, mm-hmm. and you notice that I took an under, mm-hmm. did you not question why I picked the under? I thought you kind of heard that part that I said we could do spreads or over under whatever you felt good in. I thought you heard that. I, I thought I thought that was a little odd. I so said maybe she decided she just want to put the under the over under mm. there. Well, maybe you should have read closer and you would have realized that oh. they're just games that I like. Well, Charlie, okay, fair point. But I wish I could send screenshots to everyone out there to show them what this outline looks like versus our normal outline. For well, a, I delete for a, every for other picks. outline. I, I can go back and find something somewhere. I gotta be able to find. It. I can go I, version well, history, Charlie. Twenty first century version history. I delete it as we go. Version history. Okay. Anyways, you're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. All right, moving on to the Cheez-Its Bowl. Maybe one of my favorite snacks for sure. Okay, well, uh, what kind of Cheez-It? Uh, regular. No, 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 white cheddar. You're wrong. No, regular. You're wrong, white cheddar. I mean, I like the white cheddar, but The, the regular oh, doesn't so do it for me. White cheddar, white cheddar. Anyways, Is this might be one, one of, I feel like, maybe, that's kind of good. I don't know. I want to go with that. This might also be one of the better bowl games with Iowa State playing Clemson. This is a pick'em right now. We all know Clemson did not have a traditional Clemson season this year. Dabo led the Tigers to a nine and three season, uh, with this year being the first season since 2014, I think, to not play in the ACC championship game. They won six straights. So that sounds right. right. They are coming off a 30 to 30 to zero win against South Carolina last month during rivalry week. But you all know I question Dabo's ability to motivate. Which they, I don't know. They've lost all their other leadership around the program. It's Dabo. And okay, I guess. Especially after this season that they've had to date, I don't know. Iowa State finished the regular season 7-5, and but I think Matt Campbell is a pretty good coach, and I think he'll coach his players up during these extra 15 practices, right? Well, they get 15, and they use them all. Maybe not, but they get 15, yeah. Hopefully they do. Most bowl games are won by teams who want to be there, more and I think the Cyclones are going to want this one more. I'm picking Iowa State to win straight up. The point total is 45 and a half, which is tempting, but I'm just going to keep it with a straight up pick here. Do we have any picks that are different in this in this part here? I typed in the spreadsheet the game I mean, that I, like, I liked. I, it's not my fault. I'm not saying they have to be different. I'm just saying do, I'm just remarking on it. You didn't follow your own directions. That's that's not my fault. Uh, okay. All right, Charlie. So we started the podcast. I can't argue with you. But I like the pick again, Charlie. This is another... I think this is a another one where Vegas 
probably got it right. It's a tough one here. A pick them probably sounds right. Clemson has more overall talent on paper, but do they? Do they really? You sound like you're questioning yourself. But I mean, no, but like seriously, like, you would think, yeah, Clemson's more talented than Iowa State, but are they? Like really, are they this year? Because with all the players out, because they've been decimated by injury this year, and then with DJ Ui Ungalale, how to get that in one last time this year, Charlie? DJ Ui Ungalale. Can you do it? Can you do it? DJ Ui Ungalale. No, you still can't do it. You have not gotten it right one time all year. It's okay. It's all right. There's always next year. But with DJ Ui Ungalale having so many issues this season, I'm honestly not sure going into this game, Clemson is the more talented team because there's no Brian Brzee. They're decimated receiver. They've got really good running backs, but Brees Hall is also really, really good. Will Shipley's fantastic. Will Shipley's probably more talented than Brees Hall. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think the, the talent gap is not as wide as one might be led to believe going into this game on paper. And yes, Iowa State severely disappointed this year. I mean, seven and five, they are they should have been much better than that. The veterans they have on this team, like this was supposed to be the year for them. As, as frustrated as we are losing Alabama again, like the Iowa State fans, this is what they've been building to. They thought this was the year. Oklahoma was down. This should have been the year for them. I mean, this year Baylor won the conference title and they just disappointed. They were plus 1,500 yards on the year in the total yards differential, which means they, again, outgained opponents by 1,500 yards. Clemson, on the other hand, was only plus 600. Yes, Clemson played a tougher schedule, but did they? It's the ACC. I mean, they played us, I guess, but they played in the ACC, so whatever. I don't think Iowa State is great, but they're more experienced in this game. Charlie, you've been saying it all day long. It means more to them, and that matters in a bowl game setting. You got Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Xavier Hutchinson, Charlie Kohler. These are guys that have been around for a long time with Iowa State. Yes, the year is disappointing, but you got to believe they want to end this right. And Clemson's, it's a name program. They had a down year, down-ish year. It's still a name program. And as far as I could tell, it seems like all those players I mentioned for Iowa State are still, as of right now, could always change. As of right now, they're playing to play in this game. Brees Hall is still kind of thinking about it, but it seems like he's trending towards playing right now. So if that's the case, all those guys play. I like Iowa State to win, and Charlie, I'm going to lock this one up. Iowa State over Clemson. Straight up. Lock it up. All right. Uh, I have one more pick for us today, and these two teams have had pure chaos rain down on them the last few weeks. Do you know which bowl I'm talking about? Um, I'm going to go probably, was it the Alamo Bowl? It was, but you've already looked at my outline, so well, you I didn't follow your own directions. Well, I mean, I should remember the name of the bowl. I remember, I knew it was Oregon and Oklahoma. All right, so but yeah, Oregon is playing Oklahoma on December 29th. I mean, talk about drama. From Lincoln Riley making a decision to leave USC supposedly in the middle of the night after his team didn't make the Big 12 championship game. And then you have Mario Cristobal being hired at Miami before the Canes even fired Manny Diaz. I mean, drama. Only in college football, Charlie. I mean, Only in college football. It got exhausting trying to follow all of it. it and I know that you were shaking your head disapproving the entire way to all these coaches and what they were doing. I mean, yeah. The entire way. Now, Oklahoma has hired Brent Venables as the next head coach and UGA defensive coordinator Dan Lanning has taken the job at Oregon. Round of applause. Congratulations, I'm Dan. You earned it, Very happy for him and yep, his family. Very happy for him. You earned it. Um, I'm also glad they were able to work out to where he can stay through the playoffs to have some consistency for the players. Not so great for his family. That's a lot of work. Did you see that he uh, apparently was not their first? Obviously, he wasn't their first no, he choice. No, not. But Justin Wilcox, the cow coach, turned yeah. down Oregon? What? Yeah. What? Makes he a former Oregon player to stay at Cal? 
I don't know, man. Weird. Okay, I guess. Right. Strange. Well, let's actually talk band. about the Alamo Bowl. Sorry, I just had to remember. Oklahoma is favored Crazy. by four and a half, and they better hope Caleb Williams doesn't get hurt because Spencer Rattler has already hit the transfer portal. Um, Oregon was a no-show at the Pac-12 championship game and lost 38-10. to Or did they show up and just are not I good? Mean, Maybe they're just that bad. I would normally say it's a motivating factor for a team going into a bowl game. But with an interim coach, I just don't think either of these teams are going to be outstanding. I'm going to go with Oklahoma to cover the four and a half. Speaking of the Pac-12, I mean, I know Oklahoma's not in the Pac-12. Just saw the USC quarterback hit the transfer portal. How come you're allowed to talk about things that aren't related to this game, but I'm not? That's a double standard, Charlie. That's called hypocrisy. Throwing that little piece in there. Well, that's what I was doing, and Go I got ahead. scolded for that. Make the same pick as me. I, I am not going to make the same pick as you, oh, Charlie. A difference. I got a different pick here. Um, yeah. Oh, did you see that your boy? Oh, do you know who's coaching? Who's the interim coach for Oregon? No. Your boy. Who? Brian McClendon. <gasps> yeah, I did see that. I love Brian McClendon. Good for him. Why do you and love you know Brian McClendon, Charlie? Oh, he is one good-looking man. There you go. Um. I wonder if Aaron Feld will get to stay at Oregon. Yeah, I've also been wondering that myself. Obviously, there's a connection there with with yeah. Lanning. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I imagine he might want to. You know, he had a baby recently. Did he? Yeah. I, I, I did not know that, but that's good to yeah. know. Is the mustache still in effect? Yeah. He needs to probably do something. I, I, I don't love, I love Aaron Feld. I don't love the mustache, but I guess that's part of his, uh, his brand now at this point. Well, are you dropping phones again, Charlie? I am. Oh my God. And a water bottle. Should we cut this out or we just leave this in? But it was closed this time. Are we leaving this in? We can leave it in. We're leaving it in, guys. We're leaving it in. Okay. No, normally technology we, was hard. Well, normally we would not subject you guys to Charlie dropping things here in the in the studio, but hey, it's the end of the season. Whatever. We usually have... Give uh, you a look behind the scenes here. Tyler usually edits out all of the noises. I mean, you, just, you randomly stood up and like did a 360 around your chair and just dropped and knocked everything down. I don't understand what you're even doing. I got a cramp in my leg. I mean, okay, you're allowed to have a cramp. It was just odd. You guys just got up and randomly, without saying a word, just started moving around, and I don't know what was happening. And then things started you falling out. Did you prefer me to scream or no, curse? No, no, I, I would rather you not do that. So thank you for for being a responsible podcaster, Charlie. But yeah, so that's what happens here behind the scenes. Usually, I cut that out so you guys don't listen to that, but give you a little little inside look at what's going on here in the studio. Um, all right, what 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 bowl were we talking about? Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl. I don't know where we are. Alamo, Alamo, Alamo Bowl. Yeah. Oh, all right, Alamo. Oklahoma, yeah, San Antonio. You like San Antonio? You been to San Antonio? You been to San Antonio? Yeah. You like it? Eh. Kind eh, of overrated. There's enough to do for like. It's fine. Days. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's, if there's an event going on like this, it's fine. Um, all right. So I really want to take the under here. I don't believe in Oregon's offense. They're too one-dimensional for me. They've had a lot of receivers out lately. But there are a lot of defensive opt-outs, which doesn't bode well for an under. Kayvon Thibodeau might be, could be the first pick in the NFL draft. He's opting out. DJ James, starting cornerback for Oregon's opting out. You got Nick Benito, Perrion, and Winfrey, the two best defensive players for, for Oklahoma, are also opting out. So I don't know, man. That's But my gut tells me to take the under here. Both staffs are in a state of transition. So I guess I, I guess let's go with it. With so many unknowns and no Lincoln Riley, the, offense, the Oregon offense being so one-dimensional, what the heck? Let's go with my gut here. I'm going to take the under 61 and a half in this one. I don't really love the line. So I'm going with the under here because, I mean, there's just so much uncertainty here. Both teams have an interim head coach. Guys opting out for both teams. Like, impact players both teams opting out. So I do not love the line. So I'm going to go under 61 and a half here to close out part one of our bowl picks. 
Okay, so Char, that's it, right? That's it for this week. And we're going to get it right next time. We're going to do the whole different kind of structure. I did it right. Right. No, you did not. I, I, I'm going to be a better podcast. Follow your own directions. I'm going to be a better podcast, right? So let's, uh, you want to do the recap here real quick? Yeah, I don't remember your pick for the Army, Army game. I got Army minus three and a half. Army. Okay, we both picked, well, I picked UCF to cover. You picked UCF in an upset special. You got them to win outright. We both have Houston as an upset special. Can I? Over... Who is that? Auburn? Over Auburn. Can I make him one minor adjustment before we get out of here? I've changed sure. my mind. Give me Texas Tech plus nine and a half against Mississippi State. Texas Tech. You're going to change that. Yes. I'm going to go back to what I had originally. I'm going Texas Tech. You okay. had Mississippi State, correct? I have Mississippi State. All right, State. I'm going Texas Tech plus um, nine and a half. I like the, the momentum in that we program. We both have the under in NC State UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have Iowa State to win. You locked it up. I locked that up. And I have Oklahoma minus four and a half. You have... I have the under 61 and a half. Oregon under. versus Oklahoma. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So we'll be back, what, the week of Christmas for part two? Yes. Sound good? But I guess that's it for today in part one of our bowl picks. I will be back on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, sometime around there to recap the early signing day. Curtis might or might not be able to make that episode. He has his last law school final exam on Wednesday. Then he's heading back home after that. So it kind of just depends on when he gets home and his availability there. So there's a chance. We're just not 100% sure. But at the very least, I will have you guys covered for all things Georgia football recruiting on the opening of the early signing period this Wednesday. So thanks for listening, guys. We always appreciate it. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. And as always... Go dogs! <laughs>